0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 144 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you will get $10 off of your first order. And that song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. A big, big thanks once again to those guys for allowing us to, you know, repeatedly use that song as the intro to this podcast. And just a quick announcement about Pacifier. They just released a new song. It's called Friends. That song is available for download right now if you go to pacifier.bandcamp.com and it is available for as little as $1. You can pay as much or as little as you would like for the song, but it's available for anyone for as little as $1. And what Pacifier is going to do is they are going to match all contributions and donate 100% to the NAACP to support Black Lives Matter. So if you get a minute, and again, it's a great song. You know, I, I might even sample it uh, in an upcoming episode if, if I get the thumbs up from the guys there. But basically, uh, you go... Th- to the website you download the song you pay as much as you want for it and however much you pay pacifier will match that donation uh percent to support black lives matter so uh really a cool thing that the pacifier is doing there and like i said a great new song from the guys as well so if you get a minute once again head over to pacifier.bandcamp.com it'll pop right up you can't miss it and like i said you can download it for as little as one dollar and pacifier will donate 100 of it to the naacp we're going to get into some Ranger stuff in just a minute here. Got to talk a little bit about the 1994 Stanley Cup championship team. Uh, It was their 26-year anniversary just yesterday on Sunday, so got to talk a little bit about that. Some interesting revelations from Mike Keenan as well. Of course, he was only there for the one season, led them to the Stanley Cup, and he was on his way uh, before the following season. But first, just wanted to talk about some broader NHL news. Uh, First of all, the NHL has announced that Phase 3 of the Return to Play initiative will begin on Friday, July 10th with the opening of training camps. And, man, that just sounds awesome. You know, I I know there's still some risk involved. I know we got to be careful here. There might even be some people out there who think that, you know, the NHL and and all sports leagues really uh, shouldn't be pushing their luck with this and that maybe, you know, the pandemic should result in the cancellation of these seasons altogether, and certainly I can respect that viewpoint, uh, but I think with the NHL right now, and again, nothing is set in stone, but you know, they have the return-to-play proposal that's uh, you know moving right along here and getting us closer and closer to hockey, and I think that it seems to be a well-thought-out plan uh, designed to ensure maximum safety for everybody involved with these hockey teams, whether it's the players, the coaches, the referees, anybody who works in, in the TV production crew as well. Uh, I think they're doing everything they can here. To ensure everyone's safety, and again, you can never one hundred percent eliminate the risk, but you can minimize it as much as possible. It sounds like the NHL is doing that, and it's just something to keep an eye on going forward here. But you know, it's going to be great to see some hockey. I know these have been tough times for a lot of people. There's obviously been lives lost. There's been people who have had either been laid off from their job or furloughed from their job, and and, you know, it's not something that I take lightly. But you know, again, I think it's okay, and I talked about this on a previous episode. I think it's still okay to miss hockey and still look forward to getting hockey back. I think there's a lot of people who could really kind of use this boost right now. And, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's something to look forward to. I think we all miss hockey, and it's going to be fun to see the Rangers uh, back in the playoff dance, taking on the Hurricanes. So, sounds good to me. Sign me up for some hockey uh, as soon as possible, you know, assuming that the risk is as low as it can be. As far as the actual announcement, I'm going to read it to you guys right now. This coming straight from the NHL. The National Hockey League Players Association, NHLPA, and the National Hockey League, NHL, announced today that formal training camps, Phase 3, for the 24 teams resuming play will open on Friday, July 10, provided that medical and safety conditions allow and the parties have reached an overall agreement on resuming play. The length of training camp and therefore the start date for formal resumption of play, Phase 4, will be determined at a future date. And that's definitely going to be interesting as well. You know, seeing how the uh, the playoffs shake out uh, as far as the schedule is concerned, there's obviously less travel involved than usual because all 12 teams from the East will be in one hub city. Same thing with all 12 teams from the West. So I don't know. That could mean uh, more games in a fewer amount of time. It might also depend on how many rinks are available in the hub cities. We'll use Pittsburgh as an example. They're one of the cities that I've heard uh, you know, thrown around as a possibility. So obviously you would have uh, the NHL arena where the Penguins play, but then will they also use secondary uh, hockey rinks as well? That'll be interesting to keep an eye on, see how they do it, uh, how many games will be played per night, how many games will be going on at the same time. All questions that still need to be answered, but something that we'll definitely look forward to seeing as far as how that's going to play out. I do have some unfortunate news to report here, a pair of uh, items, uh, that being that a Coyotes employee and a player on the Boston Bruins have both recently tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, we'll start with the Bruins here with the player, and they are not releasing the name of the player, and that's probably the right decision. In fact, it is the right decision. I think that's up to the player, whether or not he wants to make that public or not. We don't really have any need to find out who it is, I don't think, but this is what the Bruins, uh, this is the press release that they issued uh, following the player testing positive. And this happened on June 12th, just before the weekend there on Friday. The statement reads as follows. Phase two of the NHL's return to play plan requires all players to be tested for COVID-19 prior to using the team's facilities. As part of this process, the Bruins were advised that a player tested positive for the COVID-19 virus. The player underwent two subsequent tests and both returned negative. The player remains asymptomatic. The Bruins will continue to follow CDC recommendations and adhere to the NHL's protocol. All Bruins players who have returned to this point during phase two have now returned negative test results. The Bruins, in conjunction with the National Hockey League, are providing these details in an effort to be transparent and will provide no further information at this time. And so good news, obviously, that the player is asymptomatic. Maybe he can even come back in the Stanley Cup playoffs and participate because, you know, these guys obviously want to be out there. They want to be playing with their teammates, competing for a Stanley Cup championship. Uh, Obviously, health and safety first. But yeah, all the best to that player. And fingers crossed, obviously, for a speedy recovery. Going to also go ahead and read you a statement from the Arizona Coyotes. They had a staff member test positive for COVID-19, and their press release reads as follows. This was released on Saturday over the weekend. The Arizona Coyotes were advised today that a staff member has tested positive for the COVID-19 virus. The staff member who is in the Valley is asymptomatic and feeling well and is in isolation at his home. Individuals who had close contact with the staff member have been notified. All other Coyote staff and players involved in the phase two testing protocol have tested negative for COVID-19. The Coyotes will continue to follow all of the NHL mandated protocols for testing and risk mitigation. The health and safety of our players, staff, fans, and community is our top priority. The Coyotes will have no further comment at this time. And so, again, the good news here, just like with the Boston Bruins player with this Arizona Coyotes uh, staff member, is that he is asymptomatic and feels well and is just simply self-isolating. And, of course, all the best to this individual as well. You know, you really just do hope for a speedy and full recovery, and hopefully this individual can get back to hockey and fill whatever uh, their role might be with the Arizona Coyotes. Again, you know, not a lot of information being released, but just like with the Bruins player, we don't need to know the identity of this uh, employee of the Arizona Coyotes. We just, you know fingers crossed that he uh, makes a full and speedy recovery and can get back to doing what they love. And, you know, again, these are just two of those grim reminders that, you know, COVID-19 is still out there. It has not dissipated yet. I know maybe it's getting a little bit less media coverage than it has uh, when it first started. Obviously, George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement uh, have quite a bit to do with that. But, yeah, I mean, it's still out there and you just got to be careful. And, you know, you just really hope that the NHL knows what it's doing and uh, takes every precaution as it pertains to the upcoming Stanley Cup playoffs. And I think they will. I don't think they'd be forcing these players back out there under the ice if they really thought there was a good chance that, you know, the pandemic was going to spread amongst them. Uh, You know, you just hope that these players are safe and that every possible safety precaution imaginable is exercised here and that, they prioritize the player's safety above all else. I know we all want a Stanley Cup champion, but we don't want to see all these players and coaches and and employees of the team and people who work in TV and anyone having anything to do with this upcoming Stanley Cup playoff tournament get sick. Uh, You just got to be as careful as possible. And fingers crossed that the NHL does just that and takes every precaution and keeps everybody safe. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. Once again, use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at www.biltbar.com. We mentioned this in the intro, but Sunday, yesterday, was the 26-year anniversary of the 1994 New York Rangers winning the Stanley Cup, breaking the 54-year curse, and just bringing joy to thousands upon thousands of Ranger fans around the globe, and We've talked quite a bit about this 1994 squad uh, during the pause of the season here, and why not? You know, it's one of the greatest moments in franchise history. It is the greatest moment in franchise history. Let's call it like it is. I know they've won three other Stanley Cups, but that was, you know, before more modern times. And that's before these players were dealing with this burden of not winning the Stanley Cup in 54 years. And they finally got the monkey off their back, so to speak. And it was just, you know, a fantastic moment and something that's worth reliving. The NHL Network yesterday played a collection of games from that run. Uh, I believe it was Game 6 and Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals against the Devils. Of course, Game six being the Mark Messier guarantee. And then game seven, uh, Stefan Matos scoring in double overtime to send them to the finals. And then they also played game seven against the Canucks, uh, a really tense, really uh, just nail biter of a game. And the Rangers hang on for a three to two win to win the Stanley cup in that one. And something that we've done here on this podcast is we've reviewed three different documentaries about that 1994 Rangers Stanley Cup Championship team, and they can all be found on YouTube. If you just type in 1994 Stanley Cup Rangers, uh, the one title is called Road to Glory. Uh, There's another one called Oh Baby, and then there's one that I don't know if it actually has a title. It's just uh, the ABC special on the 1994 New York Rangers, but they can all be found on YouTube. They're all great watches. You know, if you're stuck inside and your options are kind of limited right now, uh, definitely recommend any of those to you, really. I, I think Oh Baby was probably my favorite, so maybe start there. Maybe save that one for last if you're going to watch all three of them but we covered all of them on this show as well. We kind of just rewatched the documentary, or I did anyway, and then just talked about, you know, some things that I had forgotten about, some things that I thought were some underrated moments, or even some new things that I learned about that team. We talked about those three documentaries on episodes 102, 105, and 109. All three of the documentaries really just kind of take you behind the scenes, and that's something that's become a little bit more commonplace here in the modern era, but at the same time, uh, certainly uh, unique behind the scenes look at a team, you know, from nineteen ninety four is definitely an interesting watch. You know, there, there's a lot of cool things that you will see in any of those documentaries. And again, those episodes uh from the Locked On New York Rangers podcast where we talk about those documentaries are episodes 102, 105, and 109. They actually, Locked On actually had to stop numbering the episodes in our title for it's for search engine optimization, which I totally understand. You know, they want us to put you know player names and team names in the title, and then that way it pops up more if you search for you know the New York Rangers or a New York Ranger podcast or whatever it might be. So I totally get it. It is a little bit harder now as a host to direct people back to older episodes, but that's when we were still numbering the episodes uh, right there in the title. And again, those are episodes 102. 105 and 109 if you want to check out uh, our review of those documentaries. And some other interesting news about the 94 team that just recently came out is Mike Keenan uh, did an interview saying recently that he doesn't have many regrets, but one that he does have is not being back with the Rangers after the 1994 championship season to come back and get a chance to defend the Stanley Cup. And I mean, really, he's not blameless in this at all, but he just butted heads with just about everybody from the players to, you know, the front office and specifically, uh, general manager, Neil Smith. But what Keenan did was he actually, uh, terminated his own five-year deal by claiming a breach of contract because the Rangers missed paying a $620,000 bonus payment by one day. So, uh, he just seemed like it. he wanted out. And he, even if he didn't do this, it seemed like he and the Rangers were heading for a fairly messy divorce. Uh, Mike Keenan's one of those guys, you know, he goes around, he, he butts heads with people, and it just is what it is. It's his way or the highway. And I think one of the most telling stats about Mike Keenan is he coached in the NHL 20 seasons and he was never with one team for longer than four. And I I think that pretty much says it all. You know, he's one of those guys that he's never going to stay in one place for a really long time because he's just going to ruffle too many feathers and butt heads with too many people. And before you know it, he's going to be on his way, but Hey, you know, uh, We do owe him a debt of gratitude because he pushed this team hard, and he led them to the Stanley Cup. And it's crazy. You know, we've talked about this as well, but all the trades that the Rangers made at the deadline that season, and even before the deadline, uh, just shipping players out of town and bringing in uh, Keenan's guys, basically. Bringing guys, you know, like Craig McTavish and Glenn Anderson and, and just, you know, setting it up his way. and and basically just looking at the here and now and not looking so much at the future. And that's why, you know, guys like Tony Amante, Mike Gartner, uh, shipped out of town to make way for some veteran players, some guys that Keenan thought he needed to win the Cup uh, right there and then that season. And hey, it worked. You know, you can't argue with success. Uh, Obviously, some bold moves made. Mike Keenan told Neil Smith, hey, this is what I need done. Neil Smith pretty much made it happen. But it was just so crazy to see a team that had such a good record just wheeling and dealing like that. And not that teams with good records don't make trades because they do, but typically what you see is they'll trade away a draft pick or they'll trade away a prospect, a guy who's not yet at the NHL level, to make their NHL team better. The Rangers were dealing from their NHL roster and sending some great players away to bring in other players. And obviously some bold maneuvers were made there, but it worked out. The Rangers won the Stanley Cup. So you, you can't you can't kill them for it. You know, it, it worked out. They broke the curse, they won the Stanley Cup, and good times were had by all. The Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That is why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash matter. Once again, that is LockedOnPodcasts.com slash Black Lives Matter. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by RockAuto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. With the 1994 team and that run to the Stanley Cup, I mean, there's so many memories that that come right back to you when you reminisce about it, and, you know, your personal favorite might be different than mine, or mine might be different than somebody else's, but, you know, one of the big ones for me, and, you know, you, you can talk about, The Mark Messier guarantee, that was fantastic. You can talk about Stephon Matto in double overtime. That was awesome. You can talk about Game 7 against the Canucks. You can talk about the fact that the Rangers were up three games to one against the Canucks, and of course they had to do this to us. They had to make it interesting, and they had to allow that series. I mean, I'm sure they were trying. They wanted to end that series as quickly as possible, and credit to the Canucks for fighting back. But they're up three games to one, and of course it ends up in a Game 7. But the Rangers hang on for a really tense 3-2 victory in that game. And, you know, you think about that faceoff with 1.6 seconds left, you know, McTavish kind of wins the face-off and just skates it into the corner there. But one of the big things for me, one of the the lasting memories for me is seeing the celebration, just seeing how happy these guys were, seeing how happy the fans were, seeing just that joy across everybody's face. It was truly a beautiful thing. And then, of course, you get the presentation of the Conn Smythe Trophy, which goes to Brian Leach. And then Commissioner Gary Bettman is out there on the ice, and he says, Captain Marc Messier, come get the Stanley Cup. And, you know, Messier is just smiling from ear to ear. He was the happiest man on the planet in that moment. And, uh, you know, just a fantastic time. But I do wonder, because that that's kind of what Bettman does, right? He goes out there and he awards the Stanley Cup to the captain. And he always says, Captain Joe somebody, come get the Stanley Cup. Which leads me to wonder... The Rangers do not have a captain right now. So if the Rangers somehow go on just the run of all runs in these playoffs and knock off five different opponents and win the Stanley Cup, who does Bettman give the Cup to? Because, again, there is no captain. And listen, I know the Rangers are not a favorite to win the Stanley Cup this season. You know, there's a lot of teams that, frankly, are just better than the Rangers right now, and that goes for the Eastern Conference as well as the Western Conference, but I don't think we should also act like there's zero chance. There's absolutely no chance whatsoever that the Rangers can possibly win the Stanley Cup because we've seen examples of some lower-seeded teams going on some pretty epic runs in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and just to toss out a couple of examples here for you, uh, 2006, the Edmonton Oilers were the 8 seed, and they went all the way to the finals and actually took the Carolina Hurricanes to seven games before finally losing. Uh, the Kings were an eight-seed in twenty 20- 2012 as recently as 2012 and they went on a great run and won the Stanley Cup they just went on an epic run in the playoffs they got hot and they had Jonathan Quick so you put that all together it led to just a fantastic run and an eight seed lifts the Stanley Cup at the end of the tournament and we just talked about we've been talked about the 94 Rangers we also got the 1994 Vancouver Canucks you know they were a seven seed and they made it all the way to the finals and obviously made the Rangers sweat it out there Uh, Let's go old school. In 1949, the Maple Leafs went 22, 25, and 13 in the regular season, and they won the Stanley Cup, a team with a losing record, a team that won only 22 out of 60 games. If you want the most ridiculous example that I could find, let's go back to 1938. The Blackhawks won only 14 of their 48 regular season games, but they went 8-2 in the playoffs to win the Stanley Cup. They were 14-25-9 in the regular season, and all this is really just a long way of me saying that if you're in the playoffs, you have a chance, and I will say that of any team of the 24 in the Stanley Cup playoffs this season, they all have a chance. Once you get there, you have an opportunity to go on some crazy run. I do not think the Rangers have a particularly good chance to win the Cup this year, and I say this as somebody who is extremely bullish on the Rangers' future. I think it's a team that's really kind of arrived ahead of schedule this season. They've done some good things. They've kind of grown up right before our very eyes, the youngest team in hockey, They've got some superstar players and Artemi Panarin, Mika Zibanejad, maybe Igor Shisterkin. I know it's a small sample size, but he's got that kind of potential. I love what they've done. I love where they're going. And, you know, in a couple of years, it's not a crazy idea that the Rangers could be competing for a Stanley Cup. Do I think they'll win the Stanley Cup this season? No, I do not. But you will never get me to say that any team in the Stanley Cup playoffs has zero chance whatsoever. And now everybody can cue the dumb and dumber meme that says, so you're saying there's a chance. Yes, I am. I'm saying there is a chance that the Rangers could win the Stanley Cup. It's at least possible. And again, I would never rule out any team that makes the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, from going on just a crazy run because we've seen examples where it can happen. Even the St. Louis Blues last year only had the fifth best record in the Western Conference. So you never know where the Stanley Cup champion is going to come from. All that said, I am intrigued by the fact that if the Rangers win the Stanley Cup, they don't have a captain, so I don't know who goes over and gets the Stanley Cup from Gary Bettman. Uh, you know, it could be—I get the feeling that the Ranger players would probably be trying to push Henrik Lundqvist out there and try to get him to skate over and go get it first, regardless of whether he plays in the Stanley Cup playoffs or not, and I again, I think it'll be Shesterkin. We talked about that in a, in the, uh, in a previous episode. But, yeah, I mean, I I think that uh, the first guy to touch that cup for the Rangers has got to be Henrik Lundqvist. And he'd probably be doing the opposite. He'd probably be pushing Shesterkin out there, uh, knowing the kind of guy that Henrik Lundqvist is. But, you know, maybe they pull a 1980 U.S. Olympics team. Maybe the entire team goes over there together and nobody lifts it up right away. Maybe they all just put their hand on the Stanley Cup at the same time. Again, these are just fun little hypotheticals that I'm coming up with here. uh, But, you know, Hey, we can all dream, right? We can all dream about this uh, Ranger team just going on the, uh, you know, Cinderella run of all Cinderella runs and, and, you know, ending up with the Stanley Cup again. I I think it's a very uh, small possibility, but you can never rule anything out when it comes to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Another question that I have uh, regarding the upcoming Ranger playoff run, and I pose this to all of you as well. Is the Ranger captaincy on the line in these playoffs? And the topic of the next Rangers captain is something that comes up every so often whether it's on this podcast or really anyone who covers the Rangers. You know, it's something that's always a fun debate to have and always something that's fun to consider uh, who it might be going forward for my money. And this is something that I've talked about in the past as well, but I got to believe at this point, it's a two-man race as far as who the next Ranger captain will be. I got to think it's either going to be Chris Kreider or Mika Zibanejad. I will at least toss out a couple other names here if, if you want to get you know kind of creative and maybe even a little bit weird with some of these um, as far as who could be possibly a little bit of a dark horse to be the next Ranger's captain. Maybe Artemi Panarin. Maybe the Ranger organization just feels like this guy has had such an immediate impact. He has made guys around him better. He is absolutely beloved and respected by his teammates, by the fans, and he has just had a tremendous impact, a guy who should really be the MVP this season. And maybe you just like him that much, and you just embrace him and embrace everything that he's done, and you just want everybody else to kind uh of— you know, go about their business the way that Artemi Panarin goes about his business. So I will throw out Artemi Panarin as a little bit of a dark horse. I don't think it'll happen just because, more than anything, that next year will be just his second season with the Rangers. And you don't see that too often. I mean, it's not unheard of. Every now and then, you know, you'll see somebody get to see very early, uh, Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby. But in the case of those two, uh, I think it's a case where, they were rookies, yes, and they got the captaincy right away, but I think both those franchises knew, like, okay, we're building around this guy. This is the guy to build around, and he's going to be here for many, many years, and that has certainly uh, been true of both of those players, so I think it makes a little bit more sense there. You know, Artemi Panarin played on the Blackhawks. He played on the Blue Jackets. Now he's with the Rangers. I don't think you throw the sea on him just yet somebody else you could at least toss out as maybe a little bit of a dark horse. It's a name that I've floated out there every once in a while. I don't think the Rangers are going to do this, but what about Jesper Foss? And, and this is contingent on Jesper Foss, first of all, re-signing with the team because he is an unrestricted free agent in the offseason, and that could really go either way, uh, whether he comes back with the Rangers or whether he ends up playing somewhere else. But you know, I think just for his style of play, he's a very gritty player, very determined player. He never takes a night off. He never takes a shift off. And he's had one of his best seasons ever. And part of that, obviously, is playing with Artemi Panarin. And you don't really think about Jesper Foss as like this this grizzled veteran player, but he's actually the fourth longest tenured New York Ranger on the team. He's behind Lundqvist, he's behind uh, Chris Kreider, and he's behind Mark Stahl. But Jesper Foss, indeed, the fourth longest tenured Ranger, so I'll at least float him out there as a possibility as well. Maybe a little bit of an honor, mention to Mark Stahl, again, seniority, but with Mark Stahl, I just get the feeling, you know, he's a free agent after next season, so I don't think he's going to be with the Rangers uh, too much longer. You never know. Maybe he takes a team-friendly deal and comes back with the Rangers, you know, uh, as a third-line defenseman. It's at least possible, but I I don't see him getting the C as well. So, yes, I believe it's a two-man race between Kreider and Zibanejad, and, I don't know. I mean, listen, the, the Ranger front office, they might right now already know who they're going to give the captaincy to next season. They might already know. They might have already made up that decision, but they may not have. And it's entirely possible the Rangers may not have a captain next season either. And they might decide that, you know what, we don't need a captain because everything's moving in the right direction right now. There's no reason to sort of upset the apple cart and, and just kind of name a captain just for the sake of naming a captain. But I do wonder, Kreider and it these playoffs start. Let's say the Rangers, let's say they beat the Hurricanes in the first round but they lose in the second round to whoever they might play. And obviously there's no guarantee that they're going to beat the Canes. There's no guarantee that they won't beat whoever they play after the Canes. But let's just use that as part of this hypothetical here. Let's say one of those players on the Rangers uh, really steps up his game, really really just kind of attacks and and leads the way for this team in the playoffs and the other player maybe doesn't play quite as well as they're capable of playing. I got to think that that would at least maybe influence the front office a little bit as far as who the next captain might be. And, you know, I don't think Chris Kreider and Mika Zabanejad are worried about that. I don't think they're going to be out there consciously thinking about that in the playoffs. But yeah, I mean, I think either guy uh, could certainly strengthen his cause to be the next Ranger captain if he goes out there and just lights it up in the playoffs. And I'm not just talking about goals and assists. Those are obviously nice. But I'm talking about just being visible every night, being engaged, being, you know, a force every time you're on the ice, mixing it up, you know, between uh, whistles, you know, if there's a little bit of a skirmish, whatever it might be, uh, just being a visible player and and just a force and something that the other team really has their hands full uh, trying to contain. So we'll see. I don't know for sure, you know, what the Ranger front office is thinking, but I do think it's a little bit of an intriguing, a little bit of a subplot in this year's playoffs to keep an eye on it and just know that, you know, Zibanejad and Kreider Uh, It kind of seems 50-50 right now as far as who the next captain could be. So maybe those guys have a chance to make their case stronger if they come up big in the postseason. But we will see. But that's going to do it for today, guys. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like to get in touch with this podcast, send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And in fact, send an email there right now if you have any thoughts on who the next Ranger captain could or should be. Send an email, like I said, to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Now go ahead and tell your smart device to play the latest edition of Locked On NHL. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.